Trading at Schwab is now powered by Ameritrade, unlocking the power of Thinkorswim, the award-winning trading platforms loaded with features that let you dive deeper into the market. Visualize your trades in a new light on Thinkorswim Desktop with robust charting and analysis tools, all while you uncover new opportunities with up-to-the-minute market news and insights. Thinkorswim is available on desktop, web, and mobile to meet you where you are. It's built by the trading obsessed to help you trade brilliantly. Learn more at schwab.com slash trading. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash Enterprise Data to learn more. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. A move lower now for both the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 Index. NASDAQ is higher. Stocks are fluctuating as investors look past increased stimulus by the Bank of England to tomorrow morning's jobs report for clues on the strength of the economy and the Federal Reserve's next move. Complete coverage. Heading into that jobs report, that jobs report, of course, delivered at 8.30 a.m. Wall Street time. And, yes, analysis, as you would expect from Bloomberg, right after we get the jobs data. The 10-year up 11.30 seconds, looking at a yield now of 1.50%. Gold up 2.30 the ounce to 13.62, a gain of two-tenths of 1%. And crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, up 2.3%, now advancing 93 cents a barrel to 41.77. Again, recapping S&P 500 index, little change, down a point at 2162. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. New York's condo slowdown is upending the market for one of the most coveted assets in tightly packed Manhattan, and that is land. Sales of parcels for development are plummeting as builders seeing signs that a once-hot property market is cooling offer prices that sellers won't agree to. A terrific story today by our Bloomberg News colleagues Sarah Mulholland and David Levitt. I want to welcome back to the show now someone who can talk to us about the trend in Manhattan when it comes to land, when it comes to luxury condo prices, and what it might portend for other hot markets across the country. Jonathan Miller is president and CEO of Miller Samuel. Welcome. Great to be here. So uh, I think you, in your, you know, the reports that you do on Manhattan sales, rentals, Brooklyn, etc., you've been kind of foreshadowing and touching on at least part of this trend for a while, John. What's going on? Well, I think what's happening, um, really the slowdown began um, about a year and a half, two years ago, but uh, land owners uh, are really holding out for higher prices. It takes when a market transitions, uh, it takes a couple of years uh, for them to uh, capitulate to the new condition. Uh, back in 2014, we were talking about how too much was being built at the high end. At that point, we started to see um, uh, uh, sort of this uh, this uh, pullback in uh, future construction. But you have to remember that so much is in the pipeline that it, it, it doesn't feel like it's slowing down to the landowner um, necessarily. Um, uh, you know, they, they, they tend to lag uh, reality a bit by a couple of years. 
What kind of market are we talking about here? Give us some prices so that we understand about the condo market. It is not a homogeneous uh, industry by any means. No, it isn't. so the way to think of it, and, and really the focus of new development and the land uh, uh, prices that have been uh, were chronicled in the Bloomberg story, uh, you're really looking at a market that's averaging right now about $3,000 a foot for luxury condos, uh, the low end 2500 a foot, and then, you know, is up to five, 6000 a foot. Um, so you're really talking about, you know, something in the uh, six. Really starting at, you know, five, six million dollars and up from there. That market is, has really been overbuilt, um, and is, uh, sort of night and day with the market, uh, to the, you know, below that in price. The softness of the Manhattan market is really isolated in the top, say, seven, eight percent of the market, which really starts at, you know, four or five million dollars. And that's where this slowdown is coming into play. Units, um, are just, uh, not not moving the the volume of contracts has fallen sharply, and that backs into land when when you know the the high end market isn't getting the activity or volume it doesn't justify the land price and the land seller takes a couple of years uh, to uh, get with the program so to speak well, you know our Bloomberg news story points out that a lot of what has driven these these, these gigantic buildings and luxury condo buying is is overseas investors who want to park their money outside their own countries, right? Yeah. China slowed down and oil prices have fallen. So much has happened that that money apparently uh, has has cooled off. And that's that's money has been seen, again, in, in other parts of the country as well. What does this mean if I'm an investor in the sense of thinking of buying an apartment in New York or San Francisco or Boston, or if I'm an investor in right. commercial real estate or apartment buildings? What's the implication? Well, I think the implication is that the era of this super luxury sort of no holds barred on pricing, that era has officially ended that we, 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 we certainly are having sales in, you know, sort of north of five, seven million dollars a year, um, in this market and other markets, but it's nowhere near the velocity that it was before. And the way that I would think of it as is that the period we went through was the anomaly and, and what we've done is return to um, a more historically uh, sustainable uh, level of activity. We just got a little bit overexcited, uh, the market itself, um, after, you know, three or four years of drought of no, uh, none of this kind of activity after the financial crisis, we had this three or four year boom, and that boom has passed. Um, the balance of the market south of $5 million, we're seeing steady regular activity. And when you get into the one to $3 million range, it's pretty, pretty, uh, there's a fair amount of activity. This is something we're seeing across other housing markets like Miami, San Francisco, LA. Housing markets in the new development space are soft at the top. And that is, uh, that is a U.S. phenomenon. From the lender perspective, Jonathan, what's uh, what what are their ground rules right now? Well, so lenders. So what's really interesting about this whole process is commercial lenders for construction loans to build these buildings uh, were largely on the sidelines this in this cycle, uh, sort of grappling with the legacy of bad lending decisions in the last cycle. And really, the player has been financial services uh, institutions, uh, Wall Street sovereign wealth funds private capital, and 
in my anecdotal view, January 1st, I think everybody woke up in that realm and looked out the window and saw seven or eight buildings being built around them and uh, really grew concerned. And so right now, financing availability for this is is really been curtailed. And, you know, it's just a market that, you know, is overbuilt that, you know, the, the supply and demand is causing the, the supply to uh, slow down in terms of what's coming into the market. Thank you very much. Jonathan Miller is the president and the chief executive of Miller Samuel, based in New York. He's explaining the New York City condo slowdown is upending the market for one of the most coveted assets in real estate, and that's land. This is Taking Stock, and this is Bloomberg. Sports teams watch films of their games to see how they can improve and avoid mistakes. Why not businesses? Small business in focus with the founder of a third-party video surveillance company that provides game film for business. Do you love Elon Musk? Do you hate Elon Musk? Do you have no idea what to think about Elon Musk? Then we have just the show for you. He's become even more larger than life. Buying Twitter doesn't get us closer to Mars. They are like really close to the edge of like everything falling apart. Like, oh, Elon, I volunteer, put a chip in my brain. Each week on this podcast, we'll break down, analyze and debate the most important stories on Musk and his empire. It's all one big universe. You just work for Elon Inc. From Bloomberg Businessweek, this is Elon Inc. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.